Hey everybody, thanks for joining uh, episode 8 of the Rat Shack. It's currently 11.08pm. Uh, I'm burning the midnight oil, almost. But I uh, had to get this all typed up and ready to go for you guys. Uh, this one might be a little bit longer, because uh, we got a few things to go over. But it's going to be good. Uh, we're taking a turn with this, and hopefully... You guys can get some at real, um, real enjoyment out of it, and uh, actually take something with you, and you can work on it in your own life or do what you want. Um, it's all up to you guys, but all I'm here is just to present the information to you. So this, this is episode eight, and uh, we're going over the song "Learning to Fly" by Tom Petty. Uh, and also it uh, is about the armor of God, but we'll get into that. First, we just got to get into this, who Tom Petty was. I'm sure all of you know who he was. Maybe you younger people don't know, but uh, we'll kind of go over a little little short history and go from there. So, Thomas Earl Petty was born October 20th, 1950 in, uh, oh, I got that backwards. Whoops. He was born October 20th, 1915, Gainesville, Florida. He was an American singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, and actor. He was in a few little movies here. Uh, he was the lead vocalist and guitarist of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, formed in 1976. He previously led the band Mudcrutch and was also a member of the late 1980s supergroup The Traveling Wilburys. And that was a George Harrison uh, thing he put together. Petty recorded a number of hit singles with the Heartbreakers and as a solo artist. His hit singles with the Heartbreakers include Don't Do Me Like That, 1979, Refugee, 1980, The Waiting, uh, 1981, don't Come Around Here No More, 1985, Learning to Fly, 1991. Petty's hit singles uh, as a solo act include I Won't Back Down, 1989, Free Fallen, 1989, and You Don't Know How It Feels, 1994. In his career, he sold more than 80 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling musical artists of all time. He guys sold a ton of records, literally. Petty and the Heartbreakers were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2002. He was the first of two sons of Kitty Catherine Petty, a local tax office worker, and Earl Petty, who was a traveling salesman. He had a brother, Bruce, who was seven years younger than he was. His interest in rock and roll began at the age of 10 when he met Elvis Presley in the summer of 61, his uncle was working on the set of Presley's film, Follow That Dream, in nearby, was it Asala? Akala? Oh, Akala. And invited Petty to watch the shoot. He instantly became a Presley fan, and when he returned that Saturday, he was greeted by his friend Keith Harbin, and soon traded his whammo slingshot for a collection of Elvis's 45s. That meant with, uh, of, of that meeting with Presley... Petty said Elvis glowed. In his words, it would be more like Elvis. Uh, see, can I do a Tom Petty? Elvis glowed. 
can't do a Tom Petty version. I can I can envision envision it in my head, but yeah, man. In 2006, in an interview, Petty said, "Well, knew I can't do. It. It's too late. I I I I usually can do pretty good voices, but it's too late." Uh, he knew he, he knew he wanted to be in a band, and at the moment he saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. The minute I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, uh, and it's true, thousands of guys out there, uh, there was a way out. There was a way to do it, and you get your friends and you get your self-contained uh, contained unit, and you make the music. And it looked l- like so much fun, it was something I identified with. And he, you know, he really wanted to do it. He was a big fan of, after, uh, he, was, he said he was a big fan of Elvis, and I really saw... Uh, but what I saw in the Beatles here was something that I could do. I knew I could do it. It wasn't long before there were groups springing up in garages all over the place. He dropped out of high school at the age of 17 to play bass with his new formed band. In an interview with the CBC in 2014, Petty stated that the Rolling Stones were my punk music. He credited, credited the group with inspiring him by demonstrating that he and musicians like him could make it in rock and roll. Uh, shortly after embracing his musical aspirations, Petty started a band known as the Epics and later involved into Mud Crutch, and then eventually making the Heartbreakers with uh, Mike Campbell and uh, Ben Montench. And they were pretty popular in Gainesville, Florida. That's where they got their start, and uh, they got after it and made a lot of uh, really good music. 1989, Petty released Full Moon Fever, which featured hits I Won't Back Down, Free Fallin', and Runnin' Down a Dream. It was nominally his first solo album, although several heartbreakers and other well-known musicians participated. Mike Campbell co-produced the album with Petty and Jeff Line of Electric Light Orchestra, and backing musicians include Campbell, Line, and uh, fellow uh, Wilburys, Roy Orbison, and George Harrison. Ringo Starr appears on drums in the video for I Won't Back Down, but they were actually performed by Phil Jones. I also did a music video. Was it the Petty and the Heartbreakers uh, released uh, Into the Great Wide Open, which is co-produced by Lion and introduced the hit singles Learning to Fly and Into the Great Wide Open, the latter featuring Johnny Depp and Faye Dunaway in the music video. Check that out. I think I've seen that a couple times. Fast forward through all the albums, um, all the good songs. In 2010, they released an album called Mojo. Uh, that had a lot of good songs on it. I got that from a friend once. I had heard it in his vehicle driving around. I thought, man, this is really good. And he got me a copy of it, and I still have it and listen to it. Uh, regularly. May uh, In May of 87, going back a little bit, uh, an arsonist set fire to Petty's house in Encino, California. Firefighters were able to salvage the basement recording studio and all the original tapes stored there, as well as his Gibson Dove acoustic guitar. Uh, his signature gray top hat, though, however, was destroyed in the fire. Uh, he also struggled with the heroin addiction from 1996 to 99. Credit as emotional pain from the dissolution of his marriage to uh, Benio. Is it Benio? 
as a major contributing case. He later said that using heroin went against my grain and I didn't want to be enslaving to anything. He eventually went out and to a treatment center and, and was able to kick it. 2017, the Heartbreakers embarked on a 40th anniversary tour of the United States. The tour began in Oklahoma City on April 20th and ended September 25th uh, with the last performance at the Hollywood Bowl in Hollywood, California. Hollywood Bowl concert, which ultimately be the Heartbreakers' final show, ended with the performance of American Girl. I think that's out on YouTube. You can actually find that. It's a pretty good song. Um, and I, for you guys that already know, uh, he was found unconscious at his home, not breathing uh, in a cardiac arrest in the early morning hours of October 2nd, 2017. Uh, he was resuscitated and taken to the uh, UCLA Medical Center in Santa Monica, and then uh, where he actually died at uh, 8, uh, 8.40 p.m., and uh, they had reports that he had, uh, you know, prescription drugs and stuff like that, and just had some hip pains and and they think that he just took a few too many of them, but uh, unfortunately, or we lost Tom Petty. But uh, life goes on. We will go on and continue, learn from his, uh, from his uh, music and all that good stuff. And and the song that we're going over has always reminded me of one important thing in my life. And I have to be honest with you guys. When I started this podcast, I told my wife I was not uh, going to make it about religion or politics. I was just going to leave that out. I was just going to be giving you guys good music to listen to with some inspirational things for me to help you guys get through life a little better. The only thing that was missing was some real depth. And if I continue on the original path of this podcast, uh, you guys would get some relief, but ultimately you wind up, I'd leave you shortchanged. And uh, I can't allow that to happen. And the only way to give you guys something real is to include my faith with this podcast. I have put a few Bible verses in already, but I wanted to send this in a different direction and actually relate life problems with the Bible. It will also help me and keep me accountable in reading and learning my Bible. Something that... Uh, you know, you should you should look at when you get a little bit older. Um, people tend to be, as you get older, you tend to question life a little bit more, and you start to kind of search out stuff. Uh, when you're young, it's you just are having fun and flying around and all that stuff. But uh, eventually, you're gonna have to ask yourself these questions. You know, the long story short is you have to stand for something, or you're gonna fall for anything. I've always always live by that motto and when you when you guide someone in life it works better when you back it up with some scripture because i believe jesus was crucified died for our sins because we're all sinners and he was risen from the dead and one question i always go back to and deals with the apostles that walked with jesus if the story of jesus was all based on a lie why would the apostles die for it most of the apostles died horrible deaths because they claimed Jesus, uh, the story of Jesus, that he rose again from the dead. So just think on that for a little while, and then uh, 
search out your your answers that you want so and today i had a uh, story uh that a, a job that i went to to fix somebody's refrigerator or the, their stove and I, they had some issues with it before nobody could figure it out other techs were there and oh, did some of this you know put some parts on it didn't really fix it and they've been dealing with this for a few months so they're kind of high strung and the old lady was pretty rude right off the bat and you know told me uh, uh you know things like uh, when i was looking on my phone at the the wiring diagram and and some other stuff uh involved with her she must have thought that i was just googling this and and after we we talked a little bit she kind of really just really turned rude and was like can we just get on with this and you know stop looking at google to fix this if you don't know what you're doing just leave and i'm like well i'm just looking at a few things here and uh repeatedly that i didn't know what i was doing and can't they send anybody that knows how to fix it who's certified and i go i i i am certified and she's like well show me your papers and I, I thought of saying, what is this, Nazi Germany? But I bit my tongue because I didn't want to escalate it any further. And I, I just said, well, the, you know, that van I'm in is enough, you know. And she's like, well, I can drive up in a van and claim I'm certified too. And I was like, well, I'll just, I'm just going to check this out. I'm, I'm pretty confident I can fix it. And, you know, she continued, I doubt it. So then her husband came home and started acting the same way, uh, kicking stuff around in the kitchen, just kind of getting belligerent, and uh, started getting hostile. But I was just remained on my on focused on my what I was doing there. So I put up with all that, and then uh, they called the manufacturer and were talking to them, and it just uh, they were just kind of kind of grasping at straws trying to get get me to react or whatever I think to and, and after all said after it was all said and done I, I uh, wound up finding the problem and they were they were all smiles at the end of the service call they were glad and uh, I'll actually be going back to fix the fridge that they had a problem with and put the parts on that were bad for the stove that I had ordered um you know, so it'd been a few months, like I said, so they were they were pretty impatient, and so uh, I was patient with them, and I decided to show them grace instead of saying what I was thinking inside. I just kept quiet because I knew that there's there's bigger things, and that's when you guys realize the end of this life is heaven. So why are we so worked up over little things on earth? that uh you know that's what when you when you guys find find your faith and you you'll you'll change it changes you from the inside out so when you when you uh get that far in life it's it's a good feeling so yeah there's multiple times i i could have made it worse but uh i, I and if you know me i tend to speak what i'm thinking pretty bluntly sometimes at at times but uh you know i i thought after that maybe uh Maybe the only Christfield person that they have come across all month. I, I could have been the only person that would ever show them that. I don't. You just never know that. You know why is that? Why is that so bad when someone wants to get up and do good in the morning? Why do we have to be 
but that's part of it. I mean, that's you're, you're going to be attacked when you're when you speak your faith or whatever. And I was definitely being attacked, no doubt about it. And uh, when you when you listen to this song, uh, you just you remember you're all learning to fly. If you start digging into the Bible, that's kind of what I think about when I hear this song. Is you know I'm learning to fly, and uh, a lot of the song. I mean, the song is probably not written about that at all. But that's just what I think of when I hear the song. It just reminds me of of uh, my faith, you know, learning to fly. And so uh, dig into the Bible. Don't be afraid. Try to do your best. Don't give up and keep your eyes on the prize, my friends. So I'm going to leave you with a verse that is definitely uh, deals with what happened to me today. And it's from Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over his present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in that heavenly pla- in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the in the evil day and having done all to stand firm stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace in all circumstances take up the shield of faith which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in my opening given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So that was it. Ephesians 6, 10, 20. And with that, we're going to be done. It's 1130. Enjoy this. Check the song out. Uh, this was episode 8. There's going to be more and we're going to get everybody on track. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Rat Shack out. I guess that the world has moved on. And love certainties are now gone. So for the best and so What the heck? Looks like I wore out another one. Gonna have to put it out of its misery.